Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Dan Baldwin with us. His websites are linked up at coasttocoastam.com. We're talking about his latest work called The Paranormal Pendulum. Dan, kind of take us through how it would work for a dearly departed. How would you use it? Okay, uh, again, the, the learning curve on this for everybody out there is extremely short. It's very easy. Uh, what I normally do is I will sit down in the location, uh, try to get acclimated to the location, the grounding, if you want to call it that, and meditate for five or ten minutes just to cool and calm the mind, and then hold the pendulum and just start asking questions. Uh, first question is, are there any spirits here? And, you know, nine times out of ten you're going to get a yes, and then it's just a matter of asking yes or no questions to find out, you know, is this a male spirit, yes or no, a female spirit, uh, are you a relative uh, did you live here in the 1880s? You know, that sort of thing. And you just keep asking questions, and you, you finally hone in. If you're looking for a specific type of uh, answers, you hone in on those answers. If you just want to converse, uh, you just converse. Do the spirits sometimes show a sense of humor? Yeah, quite frequently. They do, huh? And a lot of we've asked, asked several spirits about this, and we've got the same answers. They can be playful. And one thing I would like to point out to 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 the audience there. A lot of your reactions when you go into doing a pendulum research with the paranormal, especially with the departed, a lot depends on what you expect to get. In other words, if you walk in and you're expecting a negative experience, whatever happens to you, you're going to interpret that as a negative experience. A good example of that is we were doing a research in a museum, and a woman who was expecting a good experience said, somebody just brushed my hair. Huh. And she was delighted. She said, oh, this, the ghost touched my hair. This is wonderful. If she had been going in expecting a negative experience, it would have been, you know, uh, an evil spirit grabbed my hair. So, you know, what I'm saying is going into, go into a session with an open mind and keep in mind that most of the, in fact, all the spirits I've ever encountered are friendly folks. Can... And don't interpret something that happens automatically as a negative experience because probably it's not. In fact, I've never had a negative experience. Can dowsing predict the future or only what is? I think primarily only what is. I've had some, some modest success, uh, uh, again, back to, to the missing kids stuff, asking the question, is it likely that such and such would happen? But as, but as far as specific uh, prediction of the future, I haven't had any success at that at all. I mean, you can't pick lottery numbers yeah, or you, things you, like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and for me, uh, yeah, people ask me that. If you're, if you're so good and you're so serious about this, why haven't you won the lottery? Well, that's an abuse of the gift. I'm it backfires, to, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm not supposed to do that. And besides, you're, you're predicting, you're trying to doubt something that hasn't yet happened. Now, if, if a spirit is... Uh is evil. Mm-hmm. Does that th- does that come through on a pendulum? I mean, does the pendulum swing wildly or anything like that? The only way I can answer that is I've never had a negative experience, not one. So I, I, I can't really answer that honestly. Maybe that's a good thing, though. I, I think mostly what people in, when people have negative experiences, and I don't neg- negate the fact that there are negative forces out there. Don't get me wrong on that. But I think a lot of the so-called negative experiences people have are just interpretations of something, often a, a playful ghost. Most of the people I've talked to uh, in the spirit realm are friendly people. They're there. You know, they don't have to show up. They don't have to communicate. They're there because they want to. If you're holding the pendulum, mm-hmm. 
and I'm standing next to you, mm-hmm. can I influence it? Have well, you ever tried no. that before? No, no, I don't. I don't think so because it's uh, I'm the one that's in contact with the pendulum. You, you have to physically you could, you be could touching. Influence it. me, uh, you know. You could disturb me, or right, you know, something like that. Think yes, me. think yeah. yes, or something yeah, yeah. like that. But but I can't mentally change the direction of it. No, or no, because like it's got to it's got to come through me. But again, you could affect it. You could you know, butt me on the shoulder or make a snide remark, right? Or something like that. Okay, it's that sensitive though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But again, it's it's that simple. Like I said, really, if you can hold a rock on a string, you can communicate with the departed. I've got a couple of them, and they're kind of neat. I mean, yeah. they they they're you know they're polished and and stuff like that. I mean, they're it, it actually looks like a neat piece of jewelry. Yeah, some of them are quite elaborate. Uh, I like the ones that have a. I do a lot of map dowsing, so I like the the large ones that have a uh, an elongated diamond shape with a, a very very pointed tip because I you know it's I use it on the map. Is there a certain stone or material that may be a little more receptive to this than something else? That would probably be a personal thing if you have a personal personal stone that you feel close to. But as far as as far as I go. Uh, I go into a store that sells pendulum, and I get the pretty one, the one that I like. Yeah. And, and again, I have I have them made out of wood. I have them made out of metal. I have them out of stone. I know a guy who uses a sawed-off bullet. Yeah, anything there's, there's, will work. Like, like, you know, like I said, told you earlier, I used a rock on a shoestring. Well, as long as it, it doesn't have to be that heavy, does it? Just, no. Just enough to pull the string down. Exactly, just a weight on the string. Now, I like the heavy ones because a lot most, in fact, most of my work. Uh, is out outdoors. So I like the heavy one just because of the wind factor. Now you were watching a British ghost hunting show. Yes. Tell me about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, the secondary uh, group of people I would like to consider the pendulum that I, that I wrote this book for comes out of that program. It was a British ghost hunting show, and it was a typical ghost hunting show. They go out at night. They've got the green uh, night vision goggles and everything. They've had their electronic equipment, and uh, I guess it was the voice box. It was one of those. And they heard a uh, a desperate plea from a woman, "Help me!" And they didn't. And the reason they didn't, they did, they couldn't do anything else. All they could do was stand there and ask questions and hope to get another, you know, EVP out of the situation. And they never got another EVP. So there was nothing they could do to help that desperate spirit. If they had had the pendulum, they could have, you know, continued the session and had an elongated conversation with that spirit, you know. Who are you? What's your trouble? Uh, you know, are you being are you trapped over here on this side? Uh, is somebody after you know that kind of thing? Yes, sure. no questions. And eventually, they probably could have helped that desperate woman out because they had another effective tool that allowed them to have extended conversations. Now, they also use uh, dowsing, of course, for finding oil and everything else. Mm-hmm. Now, how does that work? Uh, well. It's the yeah. same principle, isn't yeah, same it? Principle. Well, you could use map dowsing. In other words, uh, you have uh, some property in, in, say, Texas that you, it's in a, near an oil field. You could ask, "Is there oil on my property?" And you hold it over a map. Then you could, yeah, you could, uh, you, know, you could ask, uh, the, take a map of the property, preferably a topo, topological map, and you could just move the pendulum over the map. Is you know, if you got a yes answer, yeah, there is oil. Or you could take a, a pencil and, and hold it in one hand and the pendulum in the other and said, you know, give me a yes answer when I'm on the best place to, to dig. Then you could doubt how deep is it, you know. When I was a kid, I thought that the branch that the person was holding when he was looking for oil or water or anything else was kind of like magnetic or something. Yeah. Uh, it's really the individual, isn't it? Right. Now, there is a pendulum called a witness. 
and it basically it's a hollow pendulum that you fill up uh, with a sample of whatever you're looking for. So, if, for example, if you're looking for oil, you would put oil inside the pendulum and use that to help you douse. But if you, uh, if you use three-in-one oil, you're going to find three-in-one oil. You know? <laughs> you're not going to find the good stuff. We're going to take calls next hour with Dan Baldwin. We're not going to do readings or anything like that. Just try to keep it to quick questions about the spirit world or the pendulums and how they work. And uh, you've been doing this for how many years now? Well, I've been doing the pendulum for more than 20 years. I've been doing the uh, uh, communicating with the deceased probably about five years. What got you to deal with the pendulum and then the deceased? Well, the pendulum uh, started way back. Uh, I, got a, I don't hear voices. I'm not a clear audience. But one night I heard a voice that said, go find missing children. And that's what got me started. Really? Good yeah, for really, you. honest to God. And I thought I was going nuts, you know. And for about three months I ignored it, and the, that feeling would not go away. And then I realized, you know, I'm not a detective. I'm not a trained investigator. And it hit me, well, maybe I'm psychic. And I started hanging around psychic bookstores, and eventually I saw a woman doing the pendulum, and I said, that's for me. Did anybody train you, or did you do this yourself? Uh, pretty much, I would say 90% uh, self-trained, self-taught. I've got some pretty good advice along the way, but primarily it's uh, you know hit or miss, get out there and do it. Have spirits learned that you have this gift, and they kind of like bombard you? Uh, not really. They uh, One thing I've learned... Uh, if you go to a place and ask a spirit to show up, they're probably going to show up just because they want to talk. And it's, I don't think it's my personality. How do you know you're not being deceived by them? Dave? Uh, good question. And you don't. At all? It's like, it, well, it's like any other interview. I mean, you know, I could, I could be you know, lying to you. I'm not, but I could be. But it's like conducting any other But interview. I would know, Dan. But you would know, and you would do research, and you would never have me back on your program again. So, yeah, you can, you can ask a question, and if somebody's lying, chances are you can douse enough information to find out whether or not that person is lying to you. Do they make the yes or no cards? Because it would make it easier when you're dowsing. Uh, there are charts you can use. In fact, uh, when I'm trying to, to douse somebody's name, I've got an alphabet chart so that I can go, you know, what's the first letter of your, your last name, and it can go to, the, to that letter. That's interesting. Yeah, and they're, they're but mostly it's got to be a yes or no. Primarily, yeah. What are the spirits trying to communicate with us? What do they want? Again, that will depend on the individual situation. Uh, we were dealing with. Uh, we may have talked about this earlier, but we were dealing with the situation of a spirit who was trapped on this side. He was a murderer, and he was afraid oh to cross over. And we were doing a session, and we discovered him by quite by accident. And uh, we helped him cross over with the help of his murder victim, who came over to help us help him cross over. And the murder victim was his brother. He killed his brother. This was back in the 1880s. And his brother came over to uh, to help. He saw what he saw what we were trying to do, in other words, and he came over to help us help his brother cross over. That was, that was quite an experience. But primarily, it's used for things that have happened. Uh, you can't ask it questions like, you know, will Donald Trump get reelected, yes or no? It, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't, doesn't work it? that way. It's really good. Uh, one of the reasons I, I like doing this is uh, I have a lot of friends. In fact, you know, my friend Rhonda and Dwight Hull have been on with me before. Uh, they use it for historical research. Yeah, it's a legitimate historical research tool. So they're, they're actually using the gift for that. My friend uh, George Sewell, who was helping me with this book, he and I are using it as a research tool to find out what it's like on the other side. Now, have, yeah. what have you found out? 
Oh, a lot of interesting stuff. A lot of interesting stuff. There aren't just simple clouds up there, are there? I know. know. One of the most fascinating things I found out is when you cross over, there are lots of options. Lots of options. Do you talk about reincarnation, too? Yeah, that, too. We can get into that if you want to. That's a re- I, I believe that. That's a real there's, thing. There's definitely something to that, yeah. And these uh, these spirits are connected. Do you sometimes do dowsing in certain areas that are more, uh, I guess, uh, receptive, like a cemetery? I would think a, if you're in a cemetery, you're going to have spirits coming at you like crazy. Well, that's interesting. I mean, if, if you were a spirit and you could come back to Earth, would you go to a cemetery? I would not. I would not. Where would you go? Like, if you're in Tombstone, would you go to Boot Hill or would you go to the Birdcage Theater? I'd go to the theater I'd go to, the go theater. to a local pub or someplace yeah, exactly. where there's the re- some fun. <laughs> the reason we found out, uh, if when we, the cemeteries I've been to, they have shown up at the cemetery because I was there, not because they were hanging out at the cemetery or that they were trapped at the cemetery. They How? just saw us and said, well, those look like nice folks. Let's go talk with them. And they came to the cemetery because we were there. Have you ever held the pendulum and it just didn't work? It didn't move? Um. Early on, that happened a couple of times. That that is very rare. That is very rare. What what would have caused that? Chances are, it would be in me and not the not the, the spirit world or the subconscious. It was just maybe I was tired. Um, not tuned in. Not not tuned in properly. Yeah, my mind was. You know, a psychic like any a psychic works like anything else. If you've had a bad day, you're probably not going to have a good session. If you had a if you've had a fight with your spouse, or if you're taking a lot of flu medication. Yeah, anything that would affect you normally will probably affect you during your session. That was that would probably be it, something along that line. I mean, if you were to ask it about, you know, where did the COVID nineteen start? Would it over a map? Would it go to China, or how would that work? Well, it would. If, if you're doing it right, it would go to where it started. Yeah, it would. Yeah, you could start by asking. You know, did the COVID nineteen virus start in China? You get a yes or no. If you got a yes, get your map out of China. You know, is it north at this? North of this river or south of that river? Is it in this city, particularly here? So you pinpoint it. You, you, you might have to ask it 20 down, questions, right? You could get down to street addresses if you wanted to. Jeez. That's Again, a... it's a process of elimination. It's simple. It's time-consuming, but it's, it's, it's as simple as it can be. Now, again, though, Dan, who is it or what is it that's giving you the answers? Because I don't know the answer. So who's giving it to me if I'm holding up the pendulum? All right, if you're if you're doing if you're investigating the spirit and you're talking to the spirit, it is the spirit who has given the answer. If you're just doing a session trying to find uh, like like the, well, like yeah, where like the, the virus COVID-19, started, you're talking to, to to the to the higher power. Okay, so it's the higher power yeah. that's giving you the information through the pendulum. Right, basically, yeah. Your pendulum is in front of you, and your your conscious mind is focused on the pendulum, so that your conscious mind is basically in neutral. Is the pendulum like an antenna? Yeah, it's a receptor or a resonator and antenna. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Would the but it's, again, it's, it's just a device. It's not magic. Okay. Would would the wire or the string, whatever you use to hold it up, does that have anything to do with it? No, no. Okay. It's just it's just a tool. So it doesn't have to be magnetic or mag or or anything no. like that. No, just uh, once you start working with it, you'll 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 find yourself more comfortable maybe with stone than with metal. But right. that, that's a personal thing. Some of the items, some of the pendulums are a little more balanced, uh, and they work better, mm-hmm. I think, because of the way you can you can hold it. Yeah, I don't like the fancy ones with with bangles and bobbles on them out there. I you like don't the real simple lines, straightforward, uh, solid weight. Oh, I like the gizmos. Yeah, 
Well, that's what works for you, and that's fine. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.